Hello everyone and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And we just want to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. Can't forget about them true crimes. No, no, no. And we got Lotus here with us as well, sharing her love of everything too. <laughs> She's just looking up. You're tired. You're so tired. How can you be tired? All you do is sleep all day. No more zoomies. <laughs> all good. So, Celeste, do you like cricket? Not particularly. What do you mean? It's just, it's boring. I'm Australian. No, I'm not. (laughs) Oh, well, I know there's good old five-day test matches, the one-dayers, and the 2020s. I can deal with 2020s. What if I told you there was a movie out there that made this not as boring? I'm going to say you're lying because there is no way you could make cricket less boring. Well, I'm not lying because there's a movie <laughs> called I Know How Many Runs You Scored Last Summer and being that the 2020 World Cup is coming to Australia and New Zealand next month, we thought, why not? Let's cover this gem. Regretting all my decisions. Yeah, it's not the greatest movie. <laughs> uh, I thought it would be a lot better being the cricket fan than I am. I was, Instead, it's just really cringy. Yeah, I had too many high hopes for this <laughs> being a low-budget Ausploitation, but I can appreciate for what it is. Because it doesn't take itself too seriously and it knows what it is. And I did find little bits of joy watching this movie. What, laughing at the stupidity? Yeah, well, it's a (laughs) horror comedy. It's supposed to be stupid. I know, but some of the things, it was like, you probably shouldn't be laughing at this. No, probably You just have to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this movie was made on a budget of like $310,000 Australian. Should specify that. (laughs) And it was directed by husband and wife Stacey Edmonds and Doug Turner. Now, the reasoning behind this movie being made was apparently Doug came home one day and said to Stacey, oh, do you know it would be a great name for a movie? I know how many runs you scored last summer. Which is totally a rip-off of I know what you did last summer, but I'm not here to judge. <laughs> I'm not here to judge at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, watching the special features because... That's how I had to find out more about this film because there is nothing when you look up for it. So the actors had a lot of say in the dialogue and they were free to develop the characters in any way they wanted to. So it seems like everyone had a lot of fun making this. Yeah, which would be fun as an actor on set. Yeah, and funny thing is this movie was started shooting in 2005 but wasn't released in 2009. It's crazy. That's low budget for you. And like all the hits, you can see them taking for real. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them you're like, oh, that one's going to hurt later. (laughs) There is a lot of scenes like that in this movie. So before I get into the whole movie, it's basically this bloke after 20 years after his teammates bullied and abused him as a kid, he comes back and starts killing the said teammates. Yeah. Plus a bunch of other people, so it makes no sense. Yeah. (laughs) Got to get that kill count up. Got to get it up. Alrighty, so without further ado, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Ready as you'll ever be? Guess so. Get ready for all the cricket puns and sex jokes that you can handle. Gross. (laughs) So we start this movie off and we see the killer coming down and he's rubbing like the cricket ball on his pants like you would see in an actual cricket game and he puts it in a vice grip and starts banging nails through the whole thing and you're like, what? What is going on? Yeah, you get a bit like nervous and you're kind of like what is he gonna do what is he planning yeah and then he does the same thing with a wooden stump but because i got metal tips at the end he just grinds them to be sharper and this is where the camera pans back and we see that he's got this random bloke just hostage held hostage and he takes the blindfold off which is a sweatband creative oh very creative we love an innovative queen 
<laughs> and he has duct tape over his mouth. So what he does is he snaps the stump in half, cuts it open with the stump, and then shoves it down his throat, walks over and grabs a cricket bat, and he's lining up to hit the stump through the guy's head, and just before he makes the connection, we cut to the title card of this film. I also just want to add, this guy is wearing his cricket whites. The whole time. The whole time. And he looks like... Jason Galepsi. Yeah. He's got the long hair. He's got the mustache. Yeah. Like that little goatee as well. Like I was like, that's Jason Galepsi. <laughs> I wonder how he feels about being portrayed like this. Probably doesn't even know it exists. Probably not. <laughs> I'm surprised I found it. It was on like a top 50 IMDb Australian horror films ever made. And it was like number 48. I'm surprised it's not lower to be honest. <laughs> I'm surprised it was even on the list. <laughs> So this is where we meet Gary and Shane, our two detectives who we are going to be following throughout most of the movie. And I'm sorry that I don't give any actors names for the first time in this podcast, but literally no one went on to do anything after this. Yeah. What if like they were all like friends of um, the directors and they were kind of like, hey, we're going to make this movie. Do you want to pop in? Yeah. Oh, well, I fully understand if they were, honestly. Mm. I think, well, the one guy... Courtry? I don't, I don't know. I keep saying Courtney, but it's not spelt that way. No. <laughs> I don't think that's how you say his last name. Um, he did a lot. He's done a lot of TV shows in Australia and stuff. But everyone else, there was nothing after their name. It was just basically this and that's it. Yeah. That's okay. So, yeah, they've come to the crime scene. They're checking out how old mate's doing. Obviously not too well. <laughs> Stumped through the head. Not good. Delicious. Mm. And they head back to the police station where they're trying to find a connection with all the killings because Gary's like, oh, you know, this guy was killed with a cricket bat. This guy with some stumps. This guy now has killed one stump. Like, there's got to be a connection. And just before Gary's about to leave, Shane goes, oh, mate, where are you going? And he's like, oh, two reasons. One, this is all under control, which it's, it's not. No, you don't even know who is the killer. You don't know who he's going to go after next. Like, no, mate, you're a horrible cop. <laughs> and two, it's the weekend, so I'm off skis. What? No, do your job. For everyone out there overseas, I assure you, we don't say off skis. I've never said I, off skis in no, my life. Never heard anyone say it. I'll say I'm off or like, yep, see you later, I'm going home. Yeah. I'll never go, oh, yeah, off skis. No. No, it's the no. first time I've ever heard that. So this is like entailing like Gary's a bit of a weird unit. Like he's just the weirdest bloke and he's a bit of a cockhead. Yeah, he's just like if if you Googled the word douchebag, his picture would be like right next to the definition. <laughs> and it's funny because he's driving away and he puts a cassette tape in like it's 2009, mate. Yeah, like at least have a CD player. Yeah, come Honestly. On. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, with the time. <laughs> Of 2009. <laughs> well, now that I've said it was filmed in 2005, some of the shots, and then it was made over like all these years, it makes sense that he would have maybe a cassette player. But nah. I remember listening to CDs in 2005 when I was seven. Yeah, I was like, were we like really conscious back then? Were we were. I was yeah. probably just listening to Wiggles on repeat. Oh, what a what a check. <laughs> Bit yeah. of hot potato. Yeah, cold spaghetti, <laughs> fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so we cut to this cricket game that's being played because, of course, got to have all the cricket references. Can't not it let be a cricket movie. And this bloke goes to shake another guy's hand to say, like, good game, and he gets shrugged off because that guy's a bit of a fucking douche. And that douchebag starts walking back to his car 
and he's fiddling in his bag for his keys and fuck me, he must be a shit cricketer <laughs> because he throws the keys up and drops them and as he goes to pick them up, the killer comes from behind with the cricket bat and wildly misses and they fall over each other, which is the funniest thing. Yeah, because he goes for like a full swing to get him in the back of the head, but he's already committed to swinging and he's ducked down, so then the momentum just makes him topple over. Yeah, and he's like, oh, shit, what the what the fuck? And he gets up and runs straight to his car while the killer just gets up and starts walking, and he, he's struggling to press the button to get into his car, and then he's, like, pulling those sun... Sunshade. Yeah, thing. the protectors so that it's not hot in your car. Um, he pulls them off, and obviously killer's nowhere to be seen. Maybe I'm in the clear. Nope, in the back seat. Gang, cut away again. The one thing I hate about this movie, it cuts away from every kill. Just as everyone's about to die, it cuts it away. Yeah, that's okay. But understandable when a certain scene comes up that all these kills are cut away. Yeah. Got to get it past them ratings and we'll get to that. So we cut to back to Gary who's at his house falling asleep, watching porn, of course. Gross. Because sex jokes and cricket (laughs) go hand in hand. And the killer's, like, watching him from the window. And because it's so low budget, when we come back to Gary, if you look at the window, you can see him just standing out there. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so bad. It's so awesome. And Gary has been woken up by a phone call from the station saying, we've had another murder. You've got to come and check it out. He's like, yeah, all right, mate. No worries. I'll be there in 15 and continues to watch the porn that's on his TV. But also shares a piece of pizza with his cat. Yeah, it looks like it's been sitting there for about a week or so. Yeah, and the cat's like licking the top of the pizza (laughs) and then he just picks it up and eats it. (laughs) Like your cat licks its butthole. I don't think you want to share things. No, not at all. So we get to where the murder happened and there's an officer. I don't know what they're called, but there's an officer already there taking photos of the Like a crime scene investigator. Yeah. Criminologist? Yeah. I'll go with that. And he's like taking photos of the body and Gary's just driving, jamming out to his cassette tape. You know how it is. And this is where we meet Kim, who's funnily enough played by the director, Stacey Edmonds. And... Gary's been a total dick to her. He's like, all right, who are you and what are you doing with my dead body? And this is where we find out, like, Kim is from the UK and she's come to Australia because similar killings have been happening in the UK and she reckons it's linked to the ones here happening in Australia. So they both get to the dead body and obviously Gary makes a sex joke because you can see something sticking upwards. Yeah, kind of like halfway where the body would be in it suggesting of something suggesting he's got a boner <laughs> got a big fat boner <laughs> you didn't want to say that did you you're waiting for me yes <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it's all good unfiltered on this podcast we're unfiltered <laughs> and he makes the joke like oh he's happy to see you so they pull back the like the sheet or whatever it's called and there's a wooden stump sitting out of his stomach because why not this guy can't kill anyone without cricket stumps cricket balls or cricket bats being involved and as Kim is pulling it out, um, blood splatters in her face. And she goes, I really do hate it when that happens. Facial like, joke. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, we are 10 minutes into this movie and I'm already done. <laughs> so we get back to the police station where we learn, now, learn that Kim is leading this investigation now and they're getting a briefing and we see a video of the killer following a bloke into the toilets and beating him to death with a cricket bat. It is my favorite scene. 
in oh, this entire so movie. It's like I feel like when the guy being beaten up gets his hands on top of the like wall. the wall, the killer's like trying to hit his hands off. Yeah, it is like pure comedy. It has to be like. I'm just picturing them filming it and the two guys in the stall just pissing themselves. <laughs> they weren't, actually. I watched the blood effects behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, it probably took a while. I would have been pissing myself, honestly. Like, imagine, like, you're trying to make your hands all, like, flail in the air being the mur- like the one being murdered and this guy is coming at you with a cricket bat, like, ah, ah, <laughs> oh, let me get your fingies. <laughs> like. But. <laughs> I don't think the dude would have been in there. Maybe he was just hitting like a bag or something and they just edited all that shit blood effects that's oh, throughout yeah. this whole movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then they just had the dude in there to put his fingers over the top of the Probably. wall. Probably. Who knows? <laughs> so we find out this, that all these killings have been centred around a team from about 20 years ago, an under-12s all-boys school team, uh, five of whom are now dead. And Gary makes the, oh, Pfeiffer, like in cricket, you're down five wickets. Uh-huh. Stop being a dickhead, Gary. No one cares and no one likes you. Oh, fucking hell. So this is where we find out that 20 years ago, a kid was bullied and abused so badly by his teammates that he was put into hospital. Yeah. And we get like a flashback shot of- It happening. It happening and it's a POV of the killer. And we find out the killer's name is none other than Phil Phillips. I'll say that again. Phil- Phillips. Phillips. Couldn't think of another last name. Clearly not. And this is where Gary goes off about how an Englishman is going off and killing Aussies like, you know, because the English and the Aussies hate each other in the cricket because of the ashes. <laughs> Rah, now we're getting killed by an Englishman. Like, it makes no sense. Who cares? Like this movie's already fucking terrible. All right, just stop trying to make it funny. I feel like some of the jokes are a bit forced and this was one of them. Yeah. Just doesn't feel like it's. Fits in there. So we find out like Gary and Kim don't really like each other. And he's like, how about you get with a real Australian bloke? And she's like, oh, I've been with a Tasmanian. Does that count? Does that count? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it does count. Like Tasmania is part of Australia. Yeah, and that's a, a bit- <laughs> little bit, little bit departed, but it's fine. Yeah, it's a bit off. It's not as far as Perth. At least it's like still part of the whole continent though. Yeah, it's still there. I love Tasmania. I've been before. Yeah. It's a great little state. Big body of water in between the land. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we don't mean to offend anyone on this. We just try to be funny like this movie. We could be as cringy as this movie. Who knows? I think we are. It's fine. Oh, well, cool. People still (laughs) listen. I don't give a shit. (laughs) So where are we? Yeah, so we're finding out Gary and Kim don't really like each other and it's not hard because Gary is such an arsehole. And as they're driving off, Gary goes to put a cassette tape in. Kim pulls it out and chucks it out the car window. Like, she's just like, I'm done with your shit already. Yeah, fair enough. And this is where we find out about the other blokes who uh, they are trying to grab for the safe house that they're taking them to. Because, yeah, they're like the remaining five. They're five of the remaining six that are still alive from that team. Because one of them is missing. Yeah. They can't find him. So we've got Matthew King, who's a hairdresser now. Craig Stedman, who is a son of God after being in jail for two terms. Yeah. Uh, Terry O'Sullivan, who is a married man but has very weird sexual fantasies and cheats on his missus with his assistant, Belinda. So typical. (laughs) And we've got David Yo, who has his own TV show where he does up houses shirtless because he's, like, built like a brick shit house. (laughs) Ah. 
and Jonathan Wiley, who is this army reserve guy who's just crazy in the hand and a three-time paintball champion. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? What what an achievement. That's a big achievement. <laughs> Very big. And the guy that is missing is Gregory Scott Taylor. So they don't know where he is. They said he moved to Adelaide after being expelled for what happened and no one's seen him ever since. Yeah. So when they get to the safe house, they meet this guy named Hugh and he runs everything around there. And instead of saying Capiche, he goes Caprice when he's like telling everyone what to do. Yeah, you had to be like, did he mean to say Capiche or is he saying a different word? I'm like, no, he meant to say Capiche. Oh, God. And I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Neither do I. (laughs) And like Jonathan goes, sir, yes, sir. Because, you know, army. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, this whole movie stupid. So they get settled into the canteen where the boys will be staying to be safe from the murderous cricketer. And already you can tell, like, something's off about Kim. Weird vibes. Weird vibes. We love picking movies where there's weird vibes about someone. Yeah. And the boys start catching up a little bit. And, again, we get another asshole character in Terry. Like, he's just a bit of a douche as well. And they don't understand why the killer's coming after all of them when Greg was the one that inflicted the most pain on him. Yeah, like, they said that they were just standing there and it was all Greg doing it. Yeah, but, like, I don't understand why he's coming after you. You enabled it to happen. You didn't stop. But also, yeah, so apparently the police wanted to gather them up as well is to gather intel to see if any of them know where Greg could be. Yeah. So it's also to protect them, but also to get info. Yeah. Uh, they don't really get much info. So Hugh shows Gary and Kim all the security cameras that are placed around the safe house. So they're like, no, we will see if someone gets in because they're all motion censored and all this type of shit. And this is where Kim says she's off to have a shower because she's sweatier than a nun's privates. And Hugh doesn't really get the joke because he's like, I thought they were dry. And then Gary tries to be funny and says, I'm more of an ass man myself. The whole exchange i was like what am i listening to oh no like who says that yeah and this is where like we see how weird craig is as well because all the boys are wondering where greg is like no one knows where he is like they're like why isn't greg here like he should be here with us but no one as i said no one knows where he is yeah and this is where we see the full madness of craig and how he's like a full man of god and he goes over to John, who's playing video games, and John's being a smartass to him. And Craig grabs his head and slams it into the desk. Like, what? It made no sense as no. to why it was in the movie. And this is where John also goes like, oh, you know, if the killer came up to me, I could take care of myself. Like, I don't need any help. And Shane brings him down a peg because he's in there too. And he's like, yeah, I know, three-time paintball champion. He'd be shaking in his size 13 cricket boots, mate. <laughs> Love it. Oh, it's probably one of the best lines in the movie, honestly. (laughs) Uh, We then cut to a guy who was sitting on the car. You didn't really see him in the car when they were going to the safe house. He just rocks up. Yeah. But he obviously he was there with them. Yeah. And he uh, was sitting on the car and the cameras and all of a sudden he gets uh, suffocated by a jockstrap. Gross. But it's only for two seconds. So you just have to assume, yeah, he's dead. Like we don't see him die. But you just assume that's the only time you see him. So, yeah, I'm sure he's dead. <laughs> so then we go back to the canteen and uh, Shane comes in and he's like, OK, boys, I'll get a trade for you. Beers for phones. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, sweet. So they all grab their phones and Terry brings them up and he's like, well, Craig doesn't have a phone because he's a man of God, you know, doesn't believe in the devil's technology. <laughs> the reason why there was only four phones up there was because when Terry goes for refills for the boys, he's texting his mistress, Belinda, that he wants to be punished, bitch. So romantic. Oh. <laughs> and this is where David comes up and sees the phone and smacks Terry up in the back of the head and he goes, what the fuck are you doing, mate? And he goes, come on, mate. All work, no play makes Terry a dull boy. No, you don't get to use Shining references in this movie. And it wasn't even, like, delivered well either. No. Like, you got to believe in it if you're going to say it. He just had that little cheeky fucking grin and then, like, walked off and then folks go to the toilet so he can go see Belinda. He's like, oh, I just got to go take a shit. Look, I've got diarrhea, all right? Like, no one asked, just go. Just go, mate. And then there's a lot of cuts between in the movie. Like, it makes no sense. It doesn't – I feel like it doesn't really flow right. Because we're at the canteen, then we go here, and then we're back at the canteen, and then we go here, and then back at the canteen, and it's like, it doesn't flow well. No. But, again, I'll (laughs) allow it for low budget because Stacey Edmonds and Doug, they – Directed, produced it, wrote it, edited it. They did everything. They did everything. Yeah. And she even acted in it. (laughs) Yeah. Better than what I can do, honestly. So we cut to Belinda is walking down a track looking for Terry and, you know, the classic like, Terry, where are you? Terry, Terry. And he comes up behind her and scares the shit out of her. And this is where he goes into lean in for a kiss and she's like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, no, you must wait. And they go to like this abandoned house and she whips out like this whip. And I feel like this is where we learn Terry's into BDSM and likes to be punished. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. This movie. So, yeah, just one of his many sexual fantasies, I guess. Yeah, and it makes me think that maybe he, like, sleeps with Belinda because maybe his wife doesn't want to do those sorts of things. But it's like, don't cheat on her. Like, if you're not happy in your marriage, leave. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't want to do that. Selfish bitch. Now we get to the particular scene I was talking about as to why the kills might not be really shown in this movie. So, obviously, because we buy DVDs, because why not? They give you all the glorious special features and extra shit that you need. On the back of this DVD, it states that a particular lady named Ariana Starr, who was Miss Nude Australia at the time, is in this film. Now, when we watched it, which you can see our reactions on TikTok and YouTube, on our channels and our TikTok, I don't know if it's called a channel, I don't think it is, (laughs) Um, we had to edit this out because we didn't know if we could allow to say it online, on those platforms. No, well, the the reactions are more just for the kills because that's the most important part of the movie. Because this scene should be shorter than what it, it is. It shouldn't even be in the movie. Well, like, typical, like. Does any it horror- add anything to the story? Well, does nudity yeah. in any horror movie add to the story? No. Exactly. No, this doesn't add anything to the story. But back to what I was saying. We have Miss Nude Australia in this film. Yes? Yes. We first watched it, we're looking as to who she is Literally. starring. Because when you put her name on there, I'm like, okay, she is starring in this movie. Watch the special features. Kim, who was played by Stacey Edmonds again. As soon as you don't see her face in the shower, that is all Ariana Star Shoulders down and you see everything. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, surely not. Like I didn't see what I thought I saw. 
No, yeah, we did. No, we did. You see everything, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Should, really should be shorter than what it is. It shouldn't even be in the movie. Whatever. <laughs> like, Look, in horror movies, if there is ever nudity, especially female nudity, like it pretty much always is, it's usually in like a sex scene. And it makes sense because, like, you know, in, like, Friday the 13th movies, like, the joke is that, like, Jason doesn't like sex. So yeah. if you have sex in the movie, you're going to die. Well, we're watching Scream. It's a rule. If you have sex, you're going to die. Yeah. So that half makes sense. This, it is literally just one scene with just a naked lady. Makes yeah, no sense. Makes no sense at all. And that's all we're going to say because <laughs> I don't want to go on and on about it because we don't really need to. So while this is happening, we're cutting back to Terry, who is now tied up, like hands up. And he's in like a G-banger now. and Got a ball gag in. Yeah, ball gag in. And And a choker. And a choker. He's got everything almost. Yeah. Just missing the gimp suit and mask, really. Maybe he likes to be a bit more free. Maybe. And with the whip, um, Belinda is like teasing him. And this is where Phil, the killer, comes up and he's like panicking now. And Belinda's like, good things come to those who wait. Yeah, because she thought he was getting all excited about it. Yeah. And what happens next is Belinda gets smacked down to the (laughs) ground. Uh, Phil um, cuts down Terry, which we should have mentioned earlier before we talked about that scene. Um, He, we did see him make like this wicked keeper glove with knives on it, like reminiscence of Freddy Krueger. So there's like elements of other horror movies in this movie. Yeah. Which I like that reference. I didn't like the shining one. Oh, they're all bloody stupid. (laughs) And he like brings Terry out onto a tree and whips the absolute fuck out of him. Like you see it. Yeah. Like every time you hit him, there is a new red mark on his backside. Yeah. And I was like, there is no way they could, like, digitally do that. No. And I was like, this poor man. Oh. And we then cut back to the boys in the canteen. Matt's giving David a haircut and Craig's reading a Bible and he flips out. And he's like, it's been foretold. It's in the book of Revelations. He says, I had to get, because there was no subtitles and we usually watch subtitles with movies to get accurate quotes. It was none on this one, so I had to listen to this like seven times <laughs> to get the quote right. He says, and at the end of all things, before the beatific, become the twelfth man. What? I don't know. Obviously, the twelfth man's like the bloke that sits out and he comes in when someone's injured. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cricket facts. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all here. Great. All here. That's what I'm good for. I just thought he was crazy. No, there was another cricket reference, as of I said. Of course. Cricket references and sex jokes out your ass in this movie. We uh, go back to Terry and Belinda and Belinda now jumps on Phil to try and stop him. And we hear like this knife slash and she's just down on the ground. No blood, no nothing. So I just got to assume. She's dead. She's dead. And this is where Terry starts to run. Like he's bolting, trying to get all the gag and bounds off of him. Yeah. And as he gets the ball gag off, Phil grabs that cricket ball we saw from earlier in the film and he throws it and as it's about to hit uh terry in the face he turns around and it cops him straight in the mouth good shot oh great (laughs) good arm good arm mate so phil walks over pulls the ball out of his mouth and terry goes you're always a weirdo mate and then stabs him in the stomach with the wooden stump but as he stabs him we get that edit of uh gary coming into the door and slamming it in the canteen and he's like all right what's going on here 
It's a bloody women's institute in here. Yeah, just because Matt's cutting hair. Yeah, and then he makes a homophobic joke as he tells Matt and David to get out of there and go get his hair cut in the bath, uh, bedroom in the house. Something about Aussie movies and homophobic jokes around like the early to late 2000s, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there was one, well, it was a subtle one in Wolf Creek, but this one goes on for about like three minutes. Yeah. It's just like a constant thing though. Yeah. It is a very constant thing in this movie. So we cut to Matt and David in the bedroom and David's still getting his hair cut and they're talking about what happened and they're again like, why isn't Greg here? Like, why are we getting chased? Like, he's the one that broke him. Because you find out that uh, he got whipped so badly that uh, his uh, dick stopped working. Yeah, and he was urinating blood. That's because Greg was whipping Phil right in the dick, like, multiple times. And you know, that's pretty rough to hear. Yeah, especially if you're kids. It's, so it's under 12s, which means you're, like, 11 at the oldest. Yeah. Children. 11 at the youngest. You can play 12. Under 12 and at 12. Yeah, same time. You gotta be, it's it's weird. You gotta be in like a certain. Like you gotta be month. born at a certain month. Yeah, I think it's like December is the cutoff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um. So yeah, obviously, next bloke to die is Matt, which I liked Matt. I yeah, thought Matt was, was a like, nice character. He He's nice. like the only nice character in this movie. Yeah. So what happens is Matt is cutting David's hair. David's holding like this mirror up. So. He can check how Matt's doing on the back of his head. And we see Phil just pop out of nowhere and Matt turns around. Obviously, classic horror movie. (laughs) Phil's not there. And then he goes back to cutting the hair. Phil pops back in. Matt turns around and gets stabbed in the stomach like multiple times with the knife glove. Yeah. And with the worst (laughs) gore I've ever seen because it's obviously just sausages and meat that they picked up from the local Coles or Woolies. Oh, my God. It was the funniest plop sound I've ever heard. <laughs> it was awesome. So, basically, yeah, he gets stabbed so many times that all of these guts fall out of his stomach <laughs> and he's dead. And then the most, one of the most disgusting things happens. Because David has headphones in, he didn't hear what happened. Also, if he had headphones in, how was he having a conversation with Matt? I don't know. But didn't hear that happening. I don't know. Maybe his ACDC track was uh, changing. You never know. I'm just being... <laughs> consistency. <laughs> Australian consistency. <laughs> Who else is an Australian man? Could have be a silver chair in there? In excess? Fair. Who else? I don't know. Olivia Newton-John. Oh, could have. <laughs> Why not? Be a Nikki Wester. <laughs> Strawberry Kisses. Probably. Why not? Anyway. Be funny being the, like the manliest man and he's listening to Strawberry Kisses. Anyway. <laughs> we get the most disgusting thing I think I've ever seen. So literally, so he must have seen whatever's happening because he's still holding up the mirror and his face looks like he's terrified. And then he sort of leans down in the ch- in the chair like next to him, like to touch the ground. I'm like, what are you touching for? Like... This makes no sense. And he puts his fingers in some of Matt's blood, lifts it up, looks at his fingers, and then licks them. Like, what the fuck, dude? What Why? else would it be? I don't know. You literally, well, obviously blood, you yeah. have watched your friend get murdered in this mirror. You decide to, oh, let's just feel around for his dead body. <laughs> oh, no, I've touched some blood. Mm, delicious. <laughs> like, oh, it is so gross. <laughs> 
Oh, bloody hell, this movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so this is where David starts going around the room trying to look for where Phil could be. And then he, like, tries to get out of the door and he's, like, scared because he doesn't want Phil to hear him, obviously. And then he hears someone coming. So he hides under the <laughs> the bed and we see someone's come in to clean up the mess of Matt because it's not Phil, it's someone else. I mean, we don't know that. Well, second time viewing, I was like, that's not Phil because I don't see any cricket whites. Ah, Yeah. So, obviously, they get mad at – well, I don't even think they get mad at. I think they just roll him up and leave him there because it, like, turns to, like, do that look Aww. at his closed eyes and Dave's there like, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so, David gets up out from under the bed, finally gets the door open, and as he's about to walk out, Phil grabs him from behind – and pulls him back and we get like this cut to black and then come back to now David is being held hostage by Phil and Phil forces him down onto his knees. At this point, I was like, he's at the perfect height for maybe being forced to have oral sex. I'm not putting it past this movie. Yeah, but I was like, I feel like Phil's not that type of killer. No, and he's not. He just has a box that's full of nails in it that he prepared earlier and forces David to put it down his pants. Now, if you don't know what a cricket box is, it's basically you put it over your privates and it helps take impact from a cricket ball. Yeah, if you get hit with something. Honestly, doesn't help that much. Coming from personal experience, (laughs) it doesn't, it still hurts like a bitch, but it would hurt a lot more if it wasn't there, honestly. So getting back on track, this... He makes him wear the cricket box. He stands up. Kicks him right in the dick. The noise. Oh, I was wincing. The blood. I was wincing. Oh, it was rough. Because he like pulls it off and you hear like this squelching noise and I'm like, oh no. And he's like, oh, my penis. Which then made us giggle. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) And then to end it off, Phil comes up behind him with three wooden stumps. And stabs him into his chest and when it pans down, you see it's like perfectly in line, like he's set up stumps in his chest. And I was like, okay, I'll allow that. That's pretty cool. (laughs) So that's the end of David. And this is where we cut to Kim getting back to the boys in the canteen. And you notice that it's now just Craig and John and Gary and Shane are there as well. And they're like asking, oh, do you know where Hugh is? I haven't seen him for a while. And she's like, oh, yeah, he went to go check a false positive. And they're just chilling out now. And then Craig comes out, goes out of the canteen and Gary's like, where's he going? And Kim's like, oh, he's just taking a shit. Like, he just needs to go to the bathroom. Mm. So this is where we cut to Craig coming out of the toilet. Oh, well, no. First, John's playing that bloody knife game, if you remember everyone playing that. So stupid. It was very stupid. I used to play it in school with a pen and it would hurt. Yeah. Like, imagine with an actual knife like this, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing videos of people doing it with knives and getting oh, yeah. themselves and... Chopping off fingers. Yeah. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> why? Why you do that? Crazy people. Make no sense. So getting back to the movie, because we love getting off track here at the Better Watch Horror House, don't we? Yep. <laughs> That's just how our brains work. I did say in the video, watch me try and make this a 40-minute podcast, because <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be difficult. This movie is very, very fast once it starts. Yeah. So we cut to Craig coming out of the toilet and he sees something suspicious happening over in the shed. So he goes over to check it out. And as he's doing that, um, we see the boys go check the cameras and they can't find Hugh on the cameras. And this is where Gary's like, oh, fuck this shit. Like, I'm going to go back to Kim and ask her again. And 
Shane hops on the phone to like another police officer named Jack and he's like, hey mate, can you just do us a favor? So we don't know what Shane's up to yet. So at this point, Craig lights a ciggy and Phil appears from behind him out of nowhere. (laughs) And he like panics and runs away. And then he walks over a little bit and Phil, just the big Goliath of a man that he is, just standing there. And this is where Craig drops the the torch he's holding. Phil takes off the knife glove, (laughs) pulls out the stumps, and they just go into an all-out brawl, which is honestly the best scene in this film. It's so cringy, though. Like, two big men just going at it. Oh, it's so awesome. But sadly, the fight doesn't last that long because this movie is only an hour and 17 minutes. So we get a decent fight for about two minutes until Phil overpowers Craig and he, like, knees him in the face to break his nose or something. I don't know. He's bleeding a lot after it. And he, like, pours uh, petrol on him. And I'm thinking, like, oh, he's going to die by getting lit on fire. It feels like he... Starts to light up. Someone in the behind the camera is like, "No, no, we don't have the budget for that, mate." He's mm. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Throws it away, grabs one of the wooden stumps, and just slits his throat. Yeah, makes no sense. I mean, I would have loved for him to go on fire. That would have been pretty cool. Probably didn't like have the budget or the safety no, regulations. Probably for not it, the though. safety regulations. So, oh, God. so we go back to the canteen, and John's still playing that bloody knife game, and he gets himself, and he asks Kim, "Oh, you got a bandaid?" She's like, "No, why this?" Why are you still playing that? Like, stop. And this is where Gary busts in and asks him, like, have you seen Hugh? Because we have no idea where he is. And she's like, yeah, I told you to. He's checking a false positive. And he's like, no, that seems bullshit. And this is where Gary goes outside and he's looking for everyone. And he gets to the shed where Craig and Phil just had their fight. And it's all dark and he finds like an extension lead and plugs the light in. And I found it very fitting that uh, Craig has been hung up on a cross like Jesus after yeah. being like the son of God that he is. With a stump in each wrist. And a banner that says, how's that? Spelled H-O-W-Z-A-T. Oh, I don't think I busted out with laughter as much as I did at that part because that was so funny. I was like, why? Why? Because cricket, that's why. I know, but it makes no sense. <laughs> So this is where Gary panics and he like pans his flashlight around and you see, it's so funny. You see Phil and he's just standing there looking at him and then he's like, oh, I'll go backwards. And he's not there. Spoopy. But Gary just starts bolting to his car and Phil just comes out of nowhere and starts chasing after (laughs) him. And Gary gets to the boot of his car and he's like searching for his gun. And of course he's got his cricket gear there as well because again, cricket, why Mm -hmm. not? Um, for a cricket movie, there was only one cricket match. Like it would have been nice if these boys got to play a bit of cricket at the safe house, you know, just make it more, more of a cricket thing. True. I don't, you can put a clicker on how many times we say cricket, 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 (laughs) cricket. Yeah. There's about five more for you. Oh gosh. Someone will be going off at it. Mm -hmm. I'm over cricket. (laughs) I am over cricket. (laughs) I am very over cricket and the season's starting soon. Oh no. (laughs) I'll just go watch the NFL. Maybe. I'll probably go back to cricket. But anyway, back on track. He gets like to the boot of his car to grab his gun. And instead of grabbing his gun, he thinks the safest option for him is to hide in his boot. So he shuts it. Because he couldn't find it in time and Phil's coming. Yeah. And he's like yelling at Phil like, I'm a detective in, what is he? A detective sergeant. Like you are under arrest. Yeah. 
And Phil starts stabbing the stump through the roof, the roof of the bonnet. And he makes like two perfect eye holes. And he like looks through to see where Gary is. <laughs> and Gary pokes his eye. But as he does it, uh, Phil grabs it. And it looks like it's like the out symbol. That's what I made that assumption. And like Phil's about to break it. And Gary's like, mercy, mercy, Phil, mercy. And Phil just lets go. Like, no, oh, nothing happened. And he just walks away and Gary's like trying to call Kim on the walkie-talkie like, fuck, how's this work? Like, help us out, Kim. Like, what's going on? And this is where we get a POV of Phil's like looking inside the canteen and sees that Kim walks out. And, of course, John's still playing the knife game and he stops for a second. And when he stops, Phil just comes over the top and stabs one of the stumps through his hand, which is pretty sick. Yeah, the practical... The practical effects in this movie are really good. I wish they put more of the budget into it, though. Yeah, but oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) And as he does this, John goes, oh, that is so fucking un-Australian. And (laughs) then we get the whole, yeah, you were weirdo, Phil. That's why we beat you up and rah, 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 and you deserved everything you got. Mate, don't egg him on. He's already crazy enough. (laughs) He does because he pulls it out and it's like strawberry or raspberry jam around the wound. Love it. As he pulls it out and he's like, all right, I'm ready. And he grabs like this little knife to fight him. Like, why not use the stump he stabbed you with? Literally, I'm like, that little knife looks like a little butter knife. What's it going to do? So basically Phil kicks the shit out of John and stabs him within like two seconds. But I mean- I'm not mad about it. No, John was an asshole. He deserves it. Terry, John, and Gary, all assholes. Matt didn't deserve it. David, we didn't really get to know. And then there's everyone. Hugh, we didn't really get to know. Yeah, but, oh well. Collateral damage, I guess. Collateral damage. So this is where we get to the point of the movie. Um, We find out, which is, I like the little twist. There was two little twists. Ooh, McTwisty twist. (laughs) We find out Shane is actually Gregory. The yep. missing boy. He's just changed his name. Yeah. And if you were paying close attention in earlier in the movie, Shane is actually from Adelaide where Gregory went to live. Yeah. And he comes down to help with the case, which is stupid. They were probably eventually going to find him. And what Shane now Gregory finds out is that Kim is actually the twin sister of Phil. Yeah. So, so that's how Phil knew where they were and all that, like at the safe house, because, I mean, it's a safe house for a reason. Yeah. So that the killer cannot find you. So they get into a bit of a scuffle and um, run back downstairs into, like, the shed where all the cameras are and stuff like that, which also has a beer distillery for some reason because Australia. Australia. <laughs> and we get the best bit of cinematography at this point. So, like, I don't know what he grabs. He grabs, like, some tool and he's, like, about to beat Kim with it and Kim's like twirling the two stumps like it's sick I was like I'm jealous I wish I could do that I thought she's gonna stab herself and she throws it and it's like we get a shot of the stump like going towards Greg's face and he just ducks out of the way and it just misses him it was literally like it was wrapped up on a bit of like fishing line and someone's just dangling it in front of the camera Oh, it was so... it was so bad. But it was so awesome. No. (laughs) Well, we do get another shot of it. It's awesome. We get two of the same things. Yeah, and it was shit both times. (laughs) So this is where Greg grabs a town. He goes, I'm going to whip you as hard as I whipped your brother. And as he does that, obviously gets the towel wrapped around one of the stumps that Kim's holding. So she just pulls him in and stabs him in the stomach. Yeah. 
But as she does that, Greg grabs her by the throat, puts her down on the ground and stabs her in the leg. So she's pretty useless now too. Good. And he's like, all right, now where's your fucking brother? And as he says that, Phil comes around and just kills him with a shot to the back of the head with a cricket bat. Yeah. Pulls the tarp over him, goes to Kim. What the bloody hell are you doing here now? And then they start making out. What the fuck? They came out the same room. They're twins. Some bloody porn up shit. Because you were like, oh, yeah, like, you know, probably just like step siblings. And I'm like, no, no, they're twins. They they share the same mum. They came out of her the same time. Like, oh, Disgusting. So gross. Disgusting. It just reminds me of um that movie, That's My Boy. <laughs> yeah, but at least that movie's funny. True. I've probably uh, got a fucking stupid take on it and not many people are going to be happy about it. That's one of my favourite Adam Sandler movies. I reckon it's great. Look, we're not going to get into Adam Sandler movies because I'll get roasted for my picks. Yeah, you will. (laughs) Because your pick's worse than mine. (laughs) No. (laughs) We won't say it. If you want to find out. Let us know. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get roasted. It's fine. Uh, Anyway, uh, so Phil goes to take Kim to safety. But it's stopped by Gary, who comes in looking all menacing in his cricket helmet and his cricket gloves with the cricket bat. And he's got one pad on one leg and one on the other arm. And he's like, all right, drop the girl. And Phil just drops her. Yeah. (laughs) Does she let out a little like, oh, what the fuck? Probably. (laughs) I would too. And this is where we get that glorious scene of where he pulls up the bat and Phil throws the ball at him. With all the... Like nails in it. Yeah, and we get that shot of the ball going towards Gary's head and he misses it. Like, it's a shit shot. He didn't even try to hit it. He just ducked. Yeah, and it hits him in the helmet and gets stuck and he's like, not out. I was like, oh, I wish it just hit you and killed you, honestly. <laughs> you can see my reaction in the video. <laughs> I'm like, not out. Not out. Did you get it? Not out. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. So we get a fight between Gary and Phil, which Gary gets overpowered very easily and he hides behind one of those or under one of the steel mixers and like has like a steel um like tray. Yeah, and like Phil goes to kick it and Gary's like Gary's like, nah. Yeah, he's just holding it up. I'm like, why would you hide under there? <laughs> and he tries to outsmart him because Phil goes around the whole thing looking for him and Gary just pops out the other side and throws like this soft little barrel at him or whatever it was. Obviously going to do nothing to him. And this is where he gets put to the ground and Phil just starts kicking the shit out of him, which it looks real. Yeah. And I think in the behind the scenes he goes, yeah, he kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. Like we had to make it as realistic as we could. So he kicked the absolute shit out of me. And this is where Phil... Gets on top of Gary and says, like, you should have been a good constable and stayed in the trunk and goes to stab him with one of the wooden stumps and it gets caught in the guard in his helmet. So it just saves him. And, of course, something about being punched in the penis in this movie and stuff. <laughs> gets punched in the dick and he goes, detective, sergeant, and headbutts the nail ball into uh, Phil's eye and that's the end of Phil. <laughs> Like, so stupid. <laughs> this movie has been very stupid. So, obviously, Gary goes to check on Kim because he doesn't know Kim's all part of all this. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you are right, love? Like, you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. And goes to grab the stump. And as she lifts it up, freeze frame. Movie over. That's it. That's it. But End we- credits roll. And we get an end credit scene of Phil blinking, setting up for a sequel that 
gladly never happened. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. That is, I know what you did. Oh, no. I was about to say the good one. (laughs) I know how many runs you scored last summer. Classic movie. Great. 10 out of 10. Must watch. Not really. No. Don't subject yourself to this unless you really want to. Yeah. Do not recommend. (laughs) There's not much I can say. Like, if we wanted to have a discussion about it, like, I don't know what to say anymore. It was exhausting to watch. Yeah, like my brain hurt just because I was like confused the whole time because the story just didn't make sense. Like just going back and forth between everything, my little brain just doesn't understand. And it just feels like it's longer than what it is. Yeah. Like it is a trek to get through it. But it happens so fast at the same time. Yeah. Like, I I can't explain it. No, neither can I. Anyway, that's it from us. You can follow us on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. Yep, and Twitter, official BWH Pod. Is that the same for TikTok as well? Uh, TikTok is just BWH Pod. Oh, okay. We're now on the Tiki Tok. And our YouTube is Better Watch Horror, so please go subscribe if you want to see us reacting to more movies because i know next week's one because october is all planned and ready to go for halloween we've got a big month planned for you guys we do have another reaction video coming out yeah because it is another movie we've never seen and i'm really excited yeah we've been we've been trying to look for this movie everywhere and then we finally found it on was it on ebay it was on ebay everything's on ebay finally found it on ebay and i don't think we've been so excited to I'm watch a movie. so excited super excited because I I just watch it all the time on YouTube like highlights and stuff of the movie and I'm so excited to finally watch it yeah like it's oh I'm so excited and you'll find that out if you follow <laughs> the Instagram and try and guess the hints I'll try and make them easier this time <laughs> I'm sure no one really knew what the fuck I was talking about this week that's all right did we give him the Twitter yeah Is there any other socials we're forgetting about? No. We have so many now, I fucking lose track. No, we covered Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. All right, go follow us on there. Yep. And that's it from me. I'm Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And this has been the Better Watch Horror Podcast. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) 